Welcome to another episode of Home Sweet Home. My name is Rod McCall. And I am Bryce Grundy. What up, everybody? Uh, so how are you today? I'm tired. Yeah? Yeah, just... Okay, fair enough. Well, you know... How about, I you? how about you, Rodney? Well, I'm doing pretty decent. I um, It was funny because I went to bed early last night because I was thinking, oh, I'm going to make sure I'm up extra early today, start getting ready... You know, get back into that habit a little uh, bit, and you know, since uh, summer's all but over, school starts. I even had a friend today say that uh, even though it's still the end of July, they're headed back to a uh, new teacher in service, uh, and I'm going, oh, I do not miss that. Um, but no, I, I anyway. So I went to bed early, yeah, and my idea of getting up early kind of died when. Yeah. Suddenly, it was five till seven, and it was kind of like, holy cow. Oh, wow, you're a couple hours late, buddy. So, <laughs> I, instead of riding the bike and doing my uh, mile walk <laughs> through the neighborhood, I just did the mile walk through the neighborhood. Oh, nice. So, Good for you. that way I was able to get ready and start my day off, but uh, I've been I've been doing a lot of work. Um, you know, I, I told you I've been doing the coursework to become a licensed professional right. counselor right and the goal the goal or the idea of that is to work with divorced families okay and i've been doing some work with uh supervised visitation helping you know parents be able to see their kids mm-hmm. and i've also been working with some ladies to on some other projects for helping high conflict divorces and the, the whole new, you know, Eric's Place of Hope is dedicated to helping divorced families yeah. and make through, you know, and it, not just the parents, but the kids as well. And so not too long ago, I ran across this article okay. and it was, uh, she's my lady. Her name is uh, Colleen Sheehy Orme, and she's an independent journalist. She contributes to different uh, news publications all over the uh, country, all over the world, maybe. Okay. Uh, anyway, she wrote an article that says, does divorce exaggerate personalities? Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking about uh, my trip through divorce land. Uh, I am, you know, of course, for all the years, uh, over a decade's worth of participation with the uh, divorce recovery group. Right. You know, got to... And the, friends with a lot of people and of course through their divorce and so it made me think wow uh you know do a self-analysis does divorce change a person's personality Mm. so what do you think do you think it does ah well i'd have to go take a trip back to 2011 (laughs) let me let me get back to you okay i don't know Uh, i mean how about a gut knee-jerk reaction yeah would you say yes or would you say no um yeah i would say yes then if i had to like just give you a quick answer yes okay yeah because that's kind of what i was thinking I, i look at me and i look at how divorce changed me yeah and people can go, well, Rod, yours was very bizarre, very unique. Of course it would. You know, you're, you're dealing with your ex-wife committing suicide. You're dealing mm-hmm. with uh, her committing murder and killing Eric. Um, okay, yeah, sure. That That is true. Right. But at the same time, I look at a lot of people, and I look at them after divorce. 
And, you know, we talked about, well, what were they like before the process and how they have handled it afterwards. And I would say almost every person I know changed as a consequence. Right. And from careers to, I mean, I have a friend of mine that he's, well, through the course of the divorce, he found that he could make money as a painter. And now he is a professional painter. Okay. And, I mean, he's done major projects. Really? Um, I mean, he even did uh, Southwest Airlines. Their 50th anniversary uh, was last year, and so he was commissioned to paint in their corporate office. Wow. I mean, yeah. And so I I found this article interesting, and so I thought, well, maybe we could kind of take a look at it and see. Again, our knee-jerk reactions are yes, but is that legit? Right. Okay. Yeah, interesting. All right. So she taught, uh, again, Colleen does, it's a short little article, uh, and I thought, it, you know, anyway, it was kind of interesting because some of the things she points out is that a lot of times there is a controlling factor in the divorce or in the marriage that kind of leads to the divorce. Mm-hmm. And I thought to my own experience, and yeah, there was a lot of controlling. And okay. even through the process, she tried to dictate the narration of the story and all the issues of, of the court hearings, you know, the conversations, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I could, I could, I could get down with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, with some of this stuff, I mean, sorry, if you've, if you've never fine. been through divorce, or whether as a kid or as a spouse. It might be hard to relate to some of this, mm-hmm. but given that over half of marriages end in divorce, um, a lot of kids, a lot of uh, adults have experienced either as kids themselves or as spouses, um, and it's it's kind of it's amazing how even though everybody's different, how many similarities there are. Right. And I think the trauma of the divorce creates all kinds of issues. Yeah. And I think we, you know, we all deal with trauma in many different ways. Um, yet I think that I think in some ways I wonder: is divorce a way for an opportunity to restart? Yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, for for a lot of people, it, you know, when they look back, they're like, wow, that was, that was actually a, a blessing in disguise, you know, like, a lot of people view it that way, or, okay, well, this was, you know, a situation that, that took place in my life that actually turned out to be a positive turning point, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, Obviously, it, it, it sucked and it was it, everything looked horrible, right? And everything mm-hmm. looked horrific. It looked like a complete disaster, you know, but that, you know, going through all that, then, you know, realizing, okay, well, 
this actually was a setup for something, you know, much better, you know, and, and you can, you can, you, and there's a lot of things and me per, personally speaking through my situation, one, I could say, well, look at me. I have, um, I'm married to a beautiful woman and I have two beautiful girls, you know, added to my, my, uh, my legacy mm-hmm. now. And so, but I had to eventually get to a point where like, okay, I can't keep swimming in this sorrow. I have to, to start looking a different in a different direction, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I would just say, look, looking back, like, wow, that was, that was more of a blessing in disguise than I realized, but you can't, it's, it's hard to, when you're going through it. Oh yeah, this is, this is going to turn out to be just phenomenal. This is exactly <laughs> what I needed to happen right now in this season of my life. Not a lot of people are thinking <laughs> like that. I try, I try to condition myself and develop my mindset to think when I experience adversity, find the positives. How can I grow from this? Mm-hmm. Right. But only because I've gone through and you've gone through the things that we've gone through, we're able to develop more of a mindset like that. Not that it makes it easier for us when we face adversity to say, yes, I am totally with this, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to grow from this and and we're going to get better from this. It's not always the case. If you're, if you're still tracking with me at at this point, I feel like I've been rambling, but you know, again, no, not everyone's going to look at, at, at the current situation and be like, yeah, this is exactly what I needed in my life right now because this is going to turn out to be great. And I think that's part of what uh, Colleen is saying in her article is that it it happens. Yeah. And it's a crap storm when it happens. There's a lot of reasons why it happens. And, you know, and as I was reading through, you know, she talks about, you know, there's good things, there's bad things, you know, there's good divorces. Um uh, and of course, you know, there's always the bad divorces, but I, I do think that you're right. When you're in the middle of the blood and guts, it's hard to imagine that it will get better. Right. And I think it's hard to imagine that there is this is happening for a good reason. Mm-hmm. I can remember thinking of all the different disappointments I've had in life of... Uh, why is this happening to me? Yeah. You know, did, you know, did I screw up so bad that this is God's way of punishing me? Right. When in truth, with, again, the benefit of hindsight, I mean, yes, we're going back 2010, 2011 for my divorce. And, you know, that has been 11 to 12 years. Wow, yeah. And it is amazing how much time, you know, has provided perspective. Mm-hmm. And it... I will say that, uh, like you, like you said, it was a good thing. Yeah. I didn't think at the time it was a good thing going through the divorce. Mm-hmm. I knew I didn't like the way the marriage had evolved. Right. Uh, there was a lot of things that I had done, things that she had done, a lot of negatives. Yeah. And those seemed to rise to the top instead of all the positives mm-hmm. that had also been available or, you know, been part of the marriage. Right. You know, marriage is never all good or all bad. It's right. a decent mix of both. Yeah. And so we had... So we had all the mess, mm-hmm. but 
with 11 years, 12 years of reflection, growth, understanding, diving into, again, the, the joy of working working with divorced families has allowed me to better understand my own. Yeah. Diving into the world of mental health has allowed me to better understand a lot of the things that we both did. Because, yeah. because it wasn't all her. Uh, I will absolutely admit I did some things that I'm not real proud of. Mm -hmm. That I played a big part in helping lead to the divorce. And so I think for me, though, the benefit has been with all that reflection, I realized let's not do that again. Right. Divorce gave me an opportunity to reset yeah. because my personality had dramatically changed. I had gone from who I was when we first met and married mm -hmm. to who I had become by the time we divorced. And I realized I didn't like who I had become. Right. And so I changed. Yeah. And I think I swung the pendulum too far the other way. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm, I'm coming back more towards a, 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 what I think of anyway as a middle ground. Mm -hmm. And I'm a lot happier. Yeah. Um, either that or it's, you know, the endorphins from the exercise I do. <laughs> Be on your bike? Uh, yeah, actually riding the bike, riding yeah. uh, it and doing the walking, the exercise. Yeah. So, you know, you had made a, a comment before. It's It's one of the the day, the chapter in my book, it's why is this happening to me, right? Mm -hmm. And not a lot of people are going to say, well, okay, kind of going, being a little bit redundant here, why, you know, changing that one word, you know, to, in, instead of instead of two, putting a four, why is this happening for me? Mm -hmm. Again, kind of going back, not everyone's going to operate that way, but when you start to experience challenges and adversity and setbacks and all that, if you could start to embrace that type of mentality, you start to see things differently. Mm -hmm. And that's what helps you, okay, not, I don't, well, now I, I, I try and view from that perspective, why is this happening for me? Yeah. Okay. You know, someone had, we had a conversation and they had read that part and they're going through a situation and well, I don't, I don't get how anyone could come to that resolution. Why is this happening for me? Right. Maybe, maybe in 10 years, I will. <laughs> if in 10 years you can, why can't you now? Okay. Yeah. I think sometimes though, it's hard to be in that mindset to put your mind, to move yourself away from the idea that this is happening to me. Mm -hmm. Because, again, if you're in the middle of all the drama right. and trauma of the events, mm -hmm. it is, you're, you're in survival mode. Right. Rather than being at a higher, using your higher level brain functions, you're more in that fight or flight animal instincts. Right. And it may be hard. Yeah. Um, I, again, for me personally, I yeah. could not. Um, I, I truly was in that. Yeah. Um, the, the, the amygdala part of the brain that says fight or flight. Mm -hmm. I lived there. And it was really hard for me. Right. 
going through those that 18 months of, well, yeah, pretty much the entire 18 months of hell. Right. Because you didn't know what was coming next. You constantly were being hit, boom, then boom, and then boom. Right. And so it's hard to, I could see that. Um, I think that it did not take me 10 years to find that I realized that this was better. Mm -hmm. Um, I noticed that my personality began to change. I had people notice within months of the separation that my personality had changed, Mm -hmm. that I had gone from so anger, so much anger and bitterness in how I talked and dealt with people to a more relaxed Mm -hmm. way of dealing with people. Yeah. So the, the further it's like that one movie, uh, Hancock, with Will Smith and oh uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Char- Charlize Theron or whatever. Yeah, the further he got away from her, the healthier he became. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sadly, there's a lot of those situations, and I think you know, um, I can relate to that, mm-hmm. and not just through the divorce. There's been a lot of relationships where that's okay that I've been involved with that, you know, family members, your family's, your family's uh, quick to point out how much you've changed <laughs> because you started seeing a certain individual. Uh-huh. Uh, but I have noticed that of course you, you, you start to change in your ways, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think is, is good. Um, you know, uh, which, I don't know. I don't think that's good. Uh, maybe some things can you can adjust on some things, right? Um, but I noticed that the further I got away from certain relationships, you know, friendships or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You know, going back to when I started <clears throat> started my uh, pursuit back to the you know to the NFL, um, there were people that I was aligned with that the 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 further I got away from hanging out with those people. Um, the stronger I became, the healthier I became, the more determined I came to pursue what I was going after. They weren't uh, weights mm-hmm. in my life. I think you're right. I think there are a lot of people, are, if you do a forensic look of who you're hanging out with, mm-hmm. who are your influences on you, some are really good. And some are not so good. I think, you know, we as parents look at our children's friends and we go, oh, well, these are these are great influences on you. Or, oh, my gosh, this person is a horrible influence. Look at all the things that they are encouraging you to think, to say, to do. Right. And you're I see only trouble for you. You should not hang out with this person. Um, But I, I agree with you that. Our relationships, not just romantic ones, can have an impact yeah. on on us. I see that at school with different kids. Right. How you know kids will act certain way when there's a when there are the dynamics within the classroom where one person being absent or present can make all the difference in a good class or a bad class Mm -hmm. and how certain kids will respond to that one individual and that one individual can make or break a classroom environment. Well, it's, I think the same way with relationships. And if you're, if, okay, my, one of my uh, oldest, dearest friends, 
Uh, her mom and dad live next door to us, and we've been friends since, well, crying out loud, since uh, stroller days. Mm-hmm. Wow. And she <laughs> married uh, her husband back, shoot, a couple years, I don't know, early 90s, and they're still happily married together. They are a good fit. Nice. Um, I thought I found a good fit, and it turned out, no, I wasn't. But, I, you know, I look at who I am today, and I changed dramatically because of the divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, Sherry has changed a lot because of the divorce. And we are way more compatible today than had we met, you know, 40 years ago. Mm, right. Because if we had met, you know, out of high school early co- or right out of college, we probably, our personalities would not have clicked and we would not have even been friends, let alone wound up dating or getting married. Right. But, uh, so, I mean, I, I, one of the things, and I, I think I can, well, you can relate, I think, to this as well, but one of the components that became part of the divorce was that Eric's mother was not very faithful to me. Yeah. And it really challenged my understanding of trust. Because she kept saying, well, I'd never cheat on you. I'd never cheat on you. Right. Well, I moved out one weekend, and her boyfriend moved in the following weekend. Oh, goodness. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, well, you lied about that, too. It made me question a lot and have trust issues that has taken a long time for me to, you know, because Sherry would get a a text message. Well, who was that? Right. She'd get a phone call. Oh, who was that? Oh, just a friend. Oh, just somebody. Right. Well, that then would send up, oh, my. And I would become, and I never thought of myself as a jealous person, Mm -hmm. but I found I was expressing a lot of jealousy. Who is it? Who is it? Mm -hmm. You need to tell me. And so a part of my personality did change and not for the better as a consequence of the divorce. Mm -hmm. And now... I have learned how to deal with that and trust that uh, Sherry is not a liar. She is not going to stab me in the back like right. Eric's mother did. And so that my faith is well-placed and I'm way better at, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I try and reciprocate that by showing, oh, hey, look, I just got this funny text. Right. Or, you know, phone calls come in, I'll put them on speakerphone. Yeah. Because I don't want her to think that there's any yeah. shenanigans going on. Yeah, yeah, that 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 speaks to me too. You know, th- that's happened to me a, a couple times. Uh, maybe I'm the problem. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, so o- over you know through my relationships that has that's kind of built up, and you know, obviously with, through the divorce, um, there there was a lot of that. Uh, and so there were, there was a gap five years, um, specific, it was intentional, mm-hmm. you know, at first you didn't go through the day. We, we talked about this on a previous episode, probably oh. season one about like the getting back into dating and all oh, that. Right? Yeah. And you hit it on here a little bit ago in reflection, you spent 10 years in reflection. You knew that, uh, you weren't in a good place and it wouldn't have worked with you and Sherry at a, you know, it's. 10, 10 years, nine years ago, eight years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, 
so again, I know we, and it, we've talked a lot of things, right? But that, that time and reflection so that you can repair, you could heal, you could, you could start fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas a lot of people just jump right in. Another thing we've talked about, mm-hmm. why it's important that you, you, you step back, mm-hmm. you heal, okay? You reflect, you repair, and then you move on. Um, and I, you know, was pretty intentional with that after I decided to forget the dating scene. I've got a lot of work on myself that I need to do, but going into you know, the relationship with Suzanne, there were some situations early on that it's like she was paying the price for someone else's sins. Uh And so, you know, that was a struggle for me. And I know that, you know, I had, I had spoken to Brian, uh, who was on our podcast, you know, Brian Mm -hmm. Billhards, um, you know, a handful of times, you know, he, it, the one thing that just always sticks out to me and he, and it just rings true today. It's, and it's maybe it's for someone who's listening, like only a fool trips on what's behind them. And so that's kind of when I had to just say, lay it all down. Like, it's not fair to Suzanne to like almost like punish her for what someone else was had done to me. Mm-hmm. Like either you you need to get into counseling to figure out your trust issues or, you know, or you need you need to work through this. And so, but I had, I had talked to several people and well, not several people, a handful of people, specifically Brian as a mentor, um, who had helped me through that. But it, it took some time because mm-hmm. the same thing, it would be a, you know, Suzanne who works in, in, in software, you know, the tech industry who works with uh, a lot of male sales reps. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my gosh, oh, that guy's pretty dang good looking, you know, it's like, oh, well, <laughs> then I look in the mirror like, but look at me. Yeah, that guy stands no chance. Oh, wait. <laughs> well, it depends. Are you flexing? I mean, if you're flexing. I was, I was, I was, I was like, <laughs> man, I, I fold that guy in half like wet cardboard. Shoot. <laughs> no, but you know, it's, it's something through the divorce and the things that we've experienced, you and I have that in common. And so. It's like one of those things that we took into the new marriage that we had to work on, but we had been working on it and there's new things that are going to come up. Like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that I had, I was holding on to that. Yeah. I didn't know it was still, still there, but you got to work on it because that will be damaging. And I know mm-hmm. that there was things that I said and did that, uh, I don't want to say damage. It brought up conflict mm-hmm. and we knew that we had to work through it. And I know I had a lot to work on myself. I think that's kind of what, you know, Colleen is saying in this article, because she talks about the issues related to anger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how, again, dealing with the trust. Because, you know, because as you age, as you have experiences, your personality changes. I don't know that it can ever truly stay the same, because life experiences impacts your, your way of thinking. Right. And so I I totally agree. I guess not just because I'm going to become a professional counselor, but the fact that having been to a counselor, been under counseling care since well, February of 2011, the value I found in helping me work through and process, you know, again, the depression, the anger. The anxiety, the stress, 
um, all that came from the divorce, the consequences after, and trying to, well, identify exactly who am I. Right. And so, I again, I, I like this article because it seemed so relevant to so many people. Yeah. Because, again, divorce is not just between a man or between a husband and wife, mm -hmm. but it's also the family. It's also the extended family. It's the children. Right. And it can be have long-lasting consequences. Mm -hmm. And so I think the answer definitively through our conversation, absolutely your personality is going to change. Right. Hopefully for the better. But I think that it would be silly and foolish to say that divorce has little impact right. on a person's personality. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's definitely going to, like you said, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have an impact and not just uh, on <clears throat> the person getting divorced, but like you said, the extended family. And if there's children involved, um, well, then certainly. Well, children. I mean, think about it. Has Braddock changed in? Well, I guess that's not fair because he was yeah. less than one when you guys thank kind of God. separated. He, well, but he was two, but thank thank God he was so young. Um, but not that it's easy on. So we just had that conversation the other day. We were driving, mm -hmm. um, and I was trying. And you know, if you if you've had if you've been divorced and you've got kids, like I always try and find opportunities to have a conversation with him and do a, do a, a check in with him. Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, you know, how you doing? I just, we just talked the other day, like, you know, something to the fact, like with going back and forth, like, you know, I don't, I don't know what it's like, you know, because, you know, grandma and grandpa, they're still married. Uh huh. Whether they really want to be right now or not, <laughs> they're still married. And they're like going on like 700 years of marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know what it's like for you. I don't, I've never gone back and forth. You know, we've all been under one roof for you. You know, um, we're very fortunate. You are, you know, you've got two beautiful homes, you got two families. But again, not to say that that's can't be stressful or confusing. Mm -hmm. And so we just kind of open up a conversation and, like, you know, if, if, just whatever, wherever it went, like, right. Mm -hmm. Just wanted to, to check in if he's, if he's frustrated, if it stresses him out or if he's sad about some, right. Just to keep that line of communication open. And I've, I always try and find those moments. It seems like when we're driving or something, it's mm -hmm. just an opportunity, um, you know, to check in. I'm not sure where I was going with this. Well, no, but, I think that you know, if you've got kids and, and you know, you're not having those conversations, it's, a, it's, it's, Again, we've talked about that, having the appropriate conversations mm -hmm. with your kids. Not, I'd had nothing to do with if there was any drama with his mom and I, because whatever, it wasn't about that. Right. You don't have that conversation with your kid or the divorce or any money, whatever. That was just to check in on him. How are you doing? And that's really good because I think that kids, I, I'm, I'm reading a book by a gentleman that I admire. And it was talking about um, divorce for your children. And I think it is important to have a check-in like that. Mm -hmm. Because I think so many times when mom and dad are going through the process, they focus on 
each other and for not always consider the children. And so they, instead of being casualties of war, need to be shielded as much as possible. And even in the aftermath, even after the divorce, checking in with them, you know, because they do, like us, have the same kinds of, well, not same kinds, but they still have stress. They right. still have anxiety. They still have anger and depression. And so. Yeah. Yeah. No. And and I just, because it's, you know, time could get away from you. Next thing you know, your kid turns 13. Holy crud. Um, you know, we, we, we communicate quite a bit. Um, but as we continue to get older, I want to make sure that just because it's been 10 years mm-hmm. or 11 years doesn't mean everything's skittles and rain- rainbows right <laughs> so i think those 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 consistent check-ins are are definitely crucial but anyways that's a that's a that's a good article and a good um, good podcast by you uh oh well no just your little sidekick <laughs> over but it's, it's good i think i think you you hit the nail on the head there uh with with the impact of divorce. Well, it is a part of our life. It's a part of so many families. And I thought it hit very well with, again, kind of our mission statement. Right. So it's okay to have a personality change. Yeah. Uh, just so long as hopefully that personality change is on a more positive side than a negative. Yeah, for the better. So I guess I better check myself into the loony bin. Jeez, <laughs> take me with you. Uh, I, hear, I hear they give you free meals. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Just breakfast. Okay. Lunch, you're on your own for lunch and dinner. <laughs> okay. Well... You know, on that note, (laughs) I guess we'll call it a day. All right. Well, my name's Rod. Bryce here. See ya. Bye.